Hello and welcome to the Disability News Japan podcast, the podcast all about disability issues in Japan. I'm your host, Michael Gillen Peckett, recording this from a very, very humid Kobe. And well, a slight interesting this one this week and a slight change to what I planned. As I said in the last podcast, I was going to do something on the Paralympics and I will still do something at some point. But I read about a case yesterday, a court case, about a 52-year-old man from Nagoya, IT prefecture, who admitted strangling his disabled son. And so I thought I'd highlight that instead. Also, a note before we get on to the next section, which will be a recording of the the news report. And of course, there'll be a link in the show notes to the actual sort of website version of that. And the note is this, I was playing around with some text-to-speech software because you probably noticed I have trouble sometimes speaking for long periods of time without stuttering over some words. Disability and disabled is something I actually find very difficult to say. It's, I think it's the, the I, it's, it's, there's a lot of I's in the word like disa- disability, even now you just sort of, dis- I have problems with that. So I've been playing around with text-to-speech software just just so we can have a, a good, clear voice to read the article out. But I haven't quite perfected it yet. What you'll hear is, is I think, audible. It, you can understand what the guy is saying. And actually, it's, the voice used is a very good newsreader-like voice, but it does seem strained, like someone shouting into a mobile phone with a bad signal, or like I've recorded a radio program, which in effect I have, because I, to record it, I had to sort of put an iPhone next to a, a camera and then extract the audio. I can't find a good app for my iPhone that can record audio in the background so you can press play on something and it just pick it up. So here's the, here's the article, and then I'll come back and make some commentary. So my initial thoughts will focus on what the defence team said at the end of that article when they were asking for a probationary sentence. And yes, we have to remember it's the defence team. And of course, their job is to get the best sentence for their client, i.e. the lightest one. So they're only doing their job. But I still think it says something about the attitudes towards disabled people in Japan. That in defence, you can say, 
and I'm paraphrasing a little, but it's almost direct quote, that the eldest son had a disability means the defendant was not to blame. I keep wondering, because it's a bit like that case a few, a few uh, months ago, or some a good few months ago now, in Sander, in Hyogo Prefecture, not that far from Kobe, where a, a father had kept a disabled child in a, in a cage for 20 years. Yes, there is a lot of stigma attached to disability, so it's very difficult to, ha- to be parents to a disabled child. And yes, the strain on, on parents must be great. But at some point, sympathy, because of those strains, has to come to an end. I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe suspended sentences or probationary sentences have been given quite a lot for murder. But I can't help but feel that if this man had simply gone out into the street and strangled someone, there would be no question of a custodial sentence. That's my thoughts anyway. And even though it was the defense, I'll continue actually a bit, even though it's the defense team, I'd reiterate that they think that would be a convincing argument to get a, a lighter sentence, that, that that would appeal to a judge's sympathy, i.e. Talk, talking about how difficult it must be to raise a disabled child. Again, I repeat, it says a lot about attitudes to, towards, or say towards crimes against the disabled in Japan, rather than attitudes about the the disabled, though it all comes to the same thing in the end. And it's just very saddening to me. And as I say, it's not that you can't have the discussion about how there should be more support for for the parents of disabled children. Absolutely there should be. But it shouldn't... It's still a murder. It's still a crime. And yes, you can talk about institutional failure. You can talk about lack of support, but... You can't just say, well, we'll give them a lighter sentence. You need a, a systematic review of res- resources and support for the parents of disabled people and, of course, for the disabled people themselves. It's worth pointing out many parents of disabled people do not go on to, mu- to murder their children. And another way of looking at it is if you were to get a lighter sentence... Wouldn't it be a bit arbitrary towards the, the other parents who may have done similar crimes that didn't get such a lighter sentence? In the same way that it seems unfair that someone convicted of, say, a drug crime gets a harsh sentence and then there's a, a change in policy and then people convicted of similar crimes get lighter sentences, you'd hope that they would that they would have their sentences reviewed and perhaps be given parole or something. It just seems unfair on on the other perpetrators as well. But ultimately, yes, what is it about crimes against disabled people that always seems to engender sympathy for the victim? Not well, not for the victim, for the for, for the defendant. In fact, there there's a bit of a Freudian slip because. That's the point. In some ways, the defendant has now become the victim. In the eyes of some. Anyway, that's everything for this week. Thank you for listening.